I know this is a little story I've used before. I think it was in Lent a couple of years ago, but I think of it often, actually. It's, uh, it's just something I don't forget. When the discalced Carmelites, uh, those nuns, uh, moved into the monastery outside of Hague, down in south, southern North Dakota there, where I was the pastor before I came here, and before they were cloistered, you know, before they locked the doors, uh, they offered tours of their monastery to the public, and as we walked into their dining room during the tour, there on the table was a human skull. <laughs> a human skull. With my sense of humor, I wanted to ask Mother, who's for dinner? Right? <laughs> but I thought, maybe that's, maybe that's inappropriate. I don't know. It was a plaster mold of model, though, of course. And, uh, but it looked real enough, and Mother saw that I was kind of staring at it and being very generous. She offered to have the nuns make a plaster copy for me so I could have it on my table at home as well. And I didn't want to trouble them. <laughs> but why do those nuns have a skull on their dining room table? Uh, well, it's so that as they enjoy their day in one another's company at meals, they remember the shortness of their lives. Now, they want to be reminded constantly, multiple times a day, to be prepared for judgment and for the enjoyment, not just of the good things in this life, and there are many good things, but for eternal life. Likewise, if you ever look at the paintings of saints, you're, you'll sometimes notice a skull somewhere in the picture. Maybe it's in the background somewhere. Maybe they're holding it and staring at it, um, wherever it might be. It's often stuck in there. Why? Well, artists do this because the saints and all of us, as, all, as we should all do, were keenly aware that they would someday die and face judgment for their sins. Memento mori, remember death. It's an important maxim. And that's what we do if we're paying attention every time we pray the Hail Mary. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. I thought of all this upon hearing our first reading from Sirach, which reminds us that, I quote, The vengeful will suffer the Lord's vengeance, for he remembers their sins in detail. Remember your last days. Set enmity aside. Remember death and decay and cease from sin. Think of the commandments. Hate not your neighbor. Remember the Most High's covenant and overlook faults. Now, as I discussed last week, when possible and only when motivated by charity, we should offer fraternal correction to those who are committing gravely sinful actions, keeping in mind that, that God is the judge of their guilt. And that's a loving thing to do. And sometimes God requires it of us. He requires us um, and if we don't do it, we sin, to um, just correct people. Now, this week, we're kind of reminded of something related to that, and that is of the importance of seeking forgiveness of our own sins, right? So if someone corrects us, we know, yeah, okay, I need to deal with that. I need to seek the Lord's mercy for that. Um, and we did do this before we each face Jesus at our particular judgments, at the moment of our inevitable deaths. We're also reminded that 
forgiveness of our sins is contingent upon our own forgiveness of others who hurt us. We should remember the lengths to which God went to offer us freedom from eternal death of hell, right? So we hang the cross up there for us to see. If he has done so much uh, to forgive us, and we are to imitate him in our relationships with others, well, then we must forgive people their sins against us. And we know this is true. Every time we pray the Lord's Prayer, we say, forgive us our trespasses, our sins, our violations, right? Our trespasses. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have sinned or trespassed against us. So when Jesus taught us that prayer, he didn't tell us to beg for unconditional forgiveness. Like, Jesus, Father in heaven, forgive me all my sins. Just all of them right now. No, he says, as we forgive those who sinned against us. He told us to pray, asking that we be forgiven to the extent that we have forgiven others. So if we want to be forgiven, we've got to forgive. So it was shocking to see that skull sitting there on that dining room table. And it's surprising to see these saints who were so happy in life and now are great saints in heaven, to see them depicted in art, gazing at this grim thing, this skull. But it does make sense. Those nuns and the saints, they meditated upon death in hope of eternal life. May we also meditate upon death now and then, not to be terrified of it or obsessed with it, but because we have forgiven others and have ourselves received the Lord's infinite mercy, And if we do that throughout all our days, heaven awaits us. Amen.